Okay, I've never done this before, but I just want to say welcome in, guys, to the post-show for UFC Mexico City. Obviously, I've never done anything like this, but I feel that it's interesting to introduce new ideas and give my thoughts on these kinds of things that happen. Um, last night, we saw, obviously, a lot of amazing fights and stuff, but leading up, we talked about it, the most amazing fight, the most exciting fight, the most fan-friendly, you know, the most intriguing matchup that anyone, everyone's been talking about, you know, very interesting stylistic matchup between Jeremy Stevens and Yair Rodriguez ends in a no contest, 15 seconds in the, 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 the eye poke, the swipe, whatever you want to call it, um, controversial or not, it, it spells the ending to a very exciting main event, and we got fucked. All the fight fans got fucked. I mean, obviously, if you've seen the Mexico crowd, I've never seen a, a wild crowd like that in a very long time. I mean, chucking bottles. I mean, Bisming said they chucked Modelo in there. I mean, throwing stuff at Jeremy Stevens. He had to be escorted out of the arena because the fans are just so pissed off. I mean, those Mexican fans, man, they're really passionate about it. But, um... It did spell a definitely, uh, definitely spelled a, a devastating ending, a very shocking ending. I actually wasn't watching the fights live. I was kind of keeping up to date on my phone because I had family over and I was hanging out and stuff. And you know, I was having fun Saturday night. But, and then I, I go and open my phone. And I know it's main event time. I know the co-main event just wrapped up. So I'm like, oh, it's main event time. Oh, shit. I'm looking to look at my phone and, and see like a vintage result for either party, either side, either Jeremy Stevens or Yair Rodriguez. But I look at the, the, the results on Instagram. I see a picture pop up. Boom. Accidental, accidental eye poke. And I'm like, fuck, man. And it just seems to, it, it really, really sucks. It's unfortunate for both men. I don't think it was intentional. Say what you want about it. I don't know because I wasn't in there and it's really hard to see. And really just don't know. I mean, video, we can speculate from the videos and stuff. But this is one of those things where I feel like I have to watch it over and over. But I'm not here to talk about whether or not it was intentional or not. I'm here to talk about the, like, the devastation you know, coming from that. Like, I don't see, as many people probably agree with me on this statement, is I don't see Jeremy Stevens being that kind of guy to want to come out of a fight, man. This guy's fought everybody. He's been on the wrong side of some decisions. He's been stopped before. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's, he's fought the best guys in the world. You know, he's come up short a bunch of times. I mean, he's had his fair shares of devastating knockout wins, too. One of the scariest guys, one of the hardest-hitting guys in there, and one of the most fearless kind of competitors that there is. I mean, say what you want about him. Say what you want about this this fight, uh, this fight, uh, and, and whether or not he was looking for a way out or not, but he just literally couldn't open his eye. From the video, it looked as if he couldn't open his eye. Like I said, I'm not here to contest the controversy or anything. I'm here to talk about the aftermath, basically. Like, like hearing that he spent $30,000 on his fight camp is like, why in the fuck would anybody want to pay money for a fight camp oh that much well not not that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like why would anybody pay that much money for a fight camp just to, to look for a way out early on i mean this guy is born to fight this guy's a real fighter um watched him fight for years and years and years i mean he's had some of the biggest wins and he's you know he's obviously main invented many times and you know, had some close fights with some top ranked guys and you know he's fought the best he's fought the best he's he's up there with cowboy cerrone with the amount of ufc fights and and you know finish rate finish rate is very high, I mean, his, his win over Josh Emmett, I mean, his win over Duke Ho Choi and stuff, and, you know, his, his devastation over, win over Gilbert Melendez, I mean, Jeremy Stevens is a true gamer, so, like, it's hard for me to see someone like that, um, succumb to the pressure or anything, like, I'm not saying that that was the case, but, like, it seems like, he, 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 if there was somebody that would 
bitch out of a fight, it doesn't seem like it would be Jeremy Stevens. But who are we to say that any fighter bitches out of a fight? I mean, the toughest fighters are in the UFC. And, you know, obviously some of the best fighters are in the UFC. But, you know, there's this, this conversation that goes around that there's only the best fighters in the UFC and there's none anywhere else. But we've proven that time in and time again that that's not the case. There's lots of different fighters all over the place and all in different organizations. We've said it here time and time again. So... Going back to the result, obviously it's a no contest, um, main event, everyone's gearing up to watch this fantastic contest, like I said, it ends, um, what's next, obviously talked about, now Jeremy Stevens released a video on Instagram, you know, saying that, like, let's run it back, you know, he, he obviously was seemed real upset, real pissed, I mean, it seemed like as if it was intentional, now, if it was intentional, I mean, I did see that swipe, it was kind of like a delayed reaction, the Stevens reaction, but then he, like, you know, yeah, he had his hands out, I mean, we've seen these cases with, with the eye pokes and, and people, you know, th this seems to be an odd trend in the last few weeks, I mean, if you go on over to Bellator, the Ryan Bader, Chicago, and probably the most legitimate one on Bader's case to where it wasn't an eye poke, but just the instance that we're talking about an eye poke and that kind of situation. It wasn't, though, that wasn't a situation. It was clearly a punch. I mean, we've seen the video up close, slow motion. Now, this Jeremy Stevens, Yair Rodriguez slow-mo video that I've seen someone release on Twitter, if you really wanted to check it out, you can go be the judge for yourself. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in there. I'm not a doctor. I wasn't a referee. I wasn't watching it up close like that. And only Jeremy Stevens knows. I mean, really can only tell off the damage and how he's feeling after. I mean, like, I know he released the video and stuff and, you know, saying, run, let's run it back in three weeks or four weeks, but how realistic is that? The only the only, the only re way that that could happen is if the UFC reschedules this fight and is willingly open and both sides and both parties and everyone's just willing to, you know, run it back. I mean, Jeremy Stevens, for him, fortunately, like you said, he spent 30000 on his fight camp. He says three weeks, and, uh, and I, I, do, I did see that... Uh, the UFC light heavyweight Dominic Reyes said there's still an open slot for a co-main event on UFC the UFC Boston card. So if that could serve as a co-main event, that would be excellent. But you know it's really on the side of Yair Rodriguez and and Jeremy Stevens. I feel like Jeremy Stevens would be geared up to go. You have to see if the UFC is on board. I have to see about the numbers or if that's what the case is or if they're willing to take the same amount of pay that they got from here. Obviously it's a main event versus a co-main event. So they lost out last night because how how simple how fast the main event ended and it's very unfortunate. Man, this is a, this is a hard sport, man. It's a devastating sport, man. I was just like, fuck, man. I was pissed. Like, I don't regret spending all that time talking about it. I don't regret all the time thinking about it. That's the case. That's the that's the world we live in when we're a part of the world of mixed martial arts. So it's just, it's, it's it's an insane thing to be a part of. Like I said, they're both fantastic fighters, and um, I both think that obviously they'll both be back. We haven't seen yeah your fight fight consistently for a very long time obviously he did take a long layoff after that frankie edgar fight had that fight of the night fight of the year uh candidate with korean zombie earlier i think it was, was it earlier this year or earlier like what is it, like a year ago how long ago i don't even remember how long ago that fight was but that that upward elbow like i said that history making finish in the in, in the fifth round in a fight arguably where he was losing so a little bit of unfortunate luck for jeremy stevens like i said and a little bit of a odd streak for Yair Rodriguez, I think he lost, so he's like, he lost against Edgar, comes back, beats Korean Zombie, and obviously no contest, so like he's 1-1-1 one, one, one in his last three fights, it wasn't a draw, it was 1-1 one, one, and 1-0 one, no contest, so, <sighs> huge bummer, obviously, like I said, a lot of fans, including myself, 
we're looking forward to a very interesting and fun fight. Obviously, if you did check out the the, the seconds that we did get, Yair did land some nasty fat, like nasty leg kicks, and you know that would have seemed like that would have been the strategy throughout the fight. You know, he landed a lot of leg kicks. He was moving. He looked well. His speed looked on point. He looked lethal and looked. You know, it, it was it was spelling out to be a very interesting fight. You know, a lot of people were on the side of, oh, Jeremy's going to knock this dude out. And I had said it last week that Yair hadn't fought anybody like Jeremy. And he also hadn't fought anybody with that amount of experience and caliber level of, of, of what Jeremy's seen inside the octagon. He's fought so many different types of fighters, so many different looks, so many big championship level fights. And I just feel like Yair hadn't. Um, fought or competed against anybody amongst that caliber. I mean, a lot of people thought Jeremy Stevens would put the hands on him, and you know, eventually land and, and you know, get off on 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 some really hard shots, and you know, put Yair early. But um, you know, Yair, like I said, is you know, he uses his distance well. He he uses his flashy kicks. You know, he's always moving. Um, and um, you know, he's like like a lot of movement. You know, great cardio. Um, unpredictable, and, you know, he can knock you out and finish you anywhere, so, obviously, like I said, it, it, it was, I keep saying it, man, it's devastating, very, very devastating, um, result, it was, it was unfortunate to have, excuse me, look at my phone, <coughs> excuse me, sorry if I sound like shit, it's like eight in the morning, and I didn't even know I was gonna do this, like, I woke up and, you know, I was too tired, and I was like kind of high yesterday too. So I was like, "Ah, fuck! I can't sit here and contest whether or not it was it was intentional or not." I'm looking at the result. So I rewatched the fight this morning, literally like minutes before getting on here and talking to you guys. And I looked at it, and I was like, "Damn, that's just a really unfortunate, man." And those pissed off fans are throwing uh, bottles and shit into the not literally shit, but like they were throwing bottles and stuff into the octagon and pissed off fans. Probably a lot of fans that really wanted to see this fight. It was a really exciting fight, and um, for the future wise, I do hope and I, I pray that that would be the case for them to rematch in three weeks. If can't, if you can, maybe maybe a month or reschedule it. I know the UFC has a tendency to reschedule fights. I mean, the Zabit versus Calvin Cater fight just got rescheduled, and um, obviously that that we heard that within a couple of days when Zabit got injured, he's off that fight. And they get rescheduled to fight again. So I'm pretty sure the UFC will do something about this one. This is a fight that a lot of people wanted to see. Um, a lot of people were very excited for. And obviously, like I said, with the kind of um, output that the fans put in, obviously. I, mean, I don't know how that, that sounded. But, you know, how you know, obviously, seeing basically just seeing how upset everyone was. I mean, it's obviously, like, it's a no-brainer. This is a great fight. This is an exciting fight to put on for the future. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. And um, I do hope sincerely that they do put this fight together because it would be it would be a waste of, like, you know, investing your heart and your mind and your excitement to something that truly wasn't going to happen. Obviously, um, both these fighters are gamers. And, you know, both come to fight each and every time. And it's a big, big event. Obviously, in Mexico City, Yair has ties here. He was born in Mexico. And Jeremy Stevens obviously has ties and, um, you know, um, Mexican blood inside as well. And his wife and his family have roots and stuff from Mexico. So it, it was a big, big fight card for a lot of passionate Mexican fans and you know um, a lot of Mexicans are real were really really passionate about their sports about boxing about mixed martial arts about everything so it's not often that we get a fight night in Mexico to that big of a magnitude and stuff and how about that armbar 
by Les Grosso, man, that thing looked like it was going to snap him. She got that on. Carla Esparza was tough as nails and even tap, and she ends up getting the win. Um, I don't know if it was a split decision. Let me see if it was like a split decision. I don't remember. I didn't watch the fights last night. Like I was, I was telling uh, one of my friends yesterday, how are the fights going? Basically, I'm like, dude, it's so hard to keep up sometimes. Like, there's so much fights going on. So like all the big fights and stuff. Like I'll sit around and watch the big fights and shit like that. But uh, like, it's really hard to keep up, and you know. Like, I mean, it's not that I don't keep up. It's just I can't sit and watch every single fucking fight. Like, if it's a big fight, it's a big pay-per-views and stuff, for sure, that's what I would do. You know, um, obviously, and there's some other history made on that card, too, and some devastating finishes, too. So, um, I mean, we could we can segue from the little negativity that was the main event and, you know, kind of bring a light to bring positive to this whole fight card and stuff because it wasn't some emphatic finishes obviously carla asparza like oh she defeated her by a majority decision um 28 28 29 28 29 28 um um brandon moreno also versus askar askarov ends a split draw we've been seeing a lot of split draws lately uh reen aldana defeats jessica milo or vanessa milo by vienna's decision Great win. I was rooting for Irene Aldana. Um, the history-breaking knockout of the year potential candidate, Stevie, Steven Peterson, defeated Martin Bravo. Second-round KO. That was a fucking nasty-ass punch, dude. As well as uh, Jose Quinones defeats Carlos Hayachin. Sergio Pettis was uh, successful as well. Angela Hill had a finish. Um, and, you no, know, obviously good to see Paul Craig come back after his uh his couple of uh, his, uh, after snapping a, a losing streak um Bechkoheak returns to win column defeating uh Shajara Eubanks and called uh, Claudio Puelas defeated Marcos Mariano by uh, unanimous decision um so it, exciting obviously like I said overall there were some highlights to that but like I said the biggest low light was the the result of the main event and how it happened so like I said, we can only look at the future and stuff like that. And speaking of the <laughs> stupid shit, uh, the Area 51 raid was the other day. And I guess there was people there parading around. You know, obviously, like I seemed like it seemed like the, the the army guards and stuff were all, or whatever you want to call them, the, the guards were all there. There was a couple of pictures I seen on the internet of them smiling. It's like, dude, they know these people are fucking stupid. And they're all going to go in and obviously do some shit. And I don't think they were going to raid it. And there wasn't any, like, catastrophic... Um, like, negative results or anything, like, nobody ran in and got, like, blasted by assault rifles or anything like that, and it at least didn't seem the case, I know there were some reports of people getting hurt out there and stuff, and, you know, people were reckless, and, you know, people were united together, but definitely, the amount of numbers that people, that the numbers for how many people were saying that they were going to show up, it was way lower, way less substantial than what it, what it was, and, um, obviously, like I said, it's very devastating, but, um, not devastating, obviously, not, de like, it's not devastating, but, um, what I'm saying is, like, I don't think people were really serious about that, I, I mean, I kind of f essentially forgot about it, but then started to pick up some steam as the days went by, and people were like, oh, are you going to Area 51? Oh, I have a friend that's going, oh, this, oh, that, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go, man, I mean, I would like to see that place, and, you know, it would be kind of cool, but, you know, I, I'm not into that kind of stuff, I mean, it's a waste of time, a waste of money, and, you know, there's more important things to focus on, too, so. <laughs> that was like something else. Um, 
what else? I mean, like I said, this wasn't like uh, just like reactions, post reactions to UFC Mexico City. Um, obviously, now we got to look forward to the future. What's next? What's the next big card? Um, obviously, some exciting fights have been announced as of late within the last few days since the last time we've been on. Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky is, I think, it's um, for added to UFC 245 or is UFC 245's main event, if I'm not mistaken. Um, um, let me see. Where is it? Max. So Holloway versus. Let me see. I want to see. I want to see if that's for UFC 245, because that's a great fight. Yep, Holloway versus Volkanovski for um, UFC 245 in Las Vegas. That's a good fight. I'm excited for that one. And um, did you guys check out the press conference the other day um, with Jorge Masvidal and uh, Nate Diaz? A lot of people complaining about it. A lot of people didn't uh, necessarily. Like it, they said it. I did see one comment, someone saying that's a Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis of press conferences. I didn't necessarily think it was that bad. I think these guys just have so much respect for each other. So it's not going to warrant trash talk. So when I seen the announcement that they were going to have a press conference and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, this should be cordial. I don't think there's going to be any trash talk. And, you know, some ignorant fans, you know, asking some questions. And someone asked a question about Diaz, how can Diaz win when he's a vegan or some shit like that. And he said... The Terminator is vegan, motherfucker, or something like that. It's classic Nate Diaz style, and it was just overall good vibes. You know, East Coast, West Coast, 305 versus the 209. Bad motherfucker belt online. Um, and it is noted that The Rock will be putting the belt on the winner of Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. That's a fight we can break down a little bit later on. Not in this program, not in this episode particularly, but a little bit when we get a little bit closer to the fight. I have some stuff coming up for that one, and I can't wait to talk about that. Um... Like I said, the press conference was good. It's a great fight. Um, like I said, George is getting the love that he definitely deserves and definitely has been putting in the work. And, you know, for hardcore fight fans overall throughout the, throughout this history of, of watching him, obviously, remembering him from the backyard brawls and all that. So this guy's been a gamer. So he's been a gamer his, his entire career, his entire life, and fighting for years and years. And um, I definitely do think he deserves the praise that he is getting now. Also think the same thing about Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz has been in the game for so long, a very long time. I mean, started his career in the UFC and really only ever fought in the UFC. He's fought, he's headlined the biggest pay-per-views, fan-friendly, bad motherfucker already. Doesn't give a fuck if you watch the Diaz brothers fight. These guys don't give a fuck. They're real fighters. They come to fight. They're entertaining. And, you know, both... both guys are well deserving of this opportunity this clout this attention i mean george is going on news programs and doing a lot more media you know he's dressing up as scarface at the press conference i mean he's, these guys are well deserving of all these opportunities that they're getting and you know i've seen mixed reviews about the bmf belt you know this whole the whole direction that the ufc is going with that particular kind of thing but I think honestly, both these guys are in a unique position to the point where they where it's fun to do these kinds of things, and you know, while things are getting held up at 170 pounds, I mean, what else you want to do? I, I wouldn't want to sit and wait around for people to fight that don't want to fight, or you know, complain about the numbers and stuff. Like I understand they're fighters and these guys deserve numbers and stuff. But when your division's getting held up and shit like that, I'm not a fan of that stuff, man. You gotta fight. 
You got to defend your belt. You got to have the integrity to defend your belt. The numbers will come as the performances get better. You can't just have a sloppy performance and then eventually not, you know, defend your belt. Defend it. Obviously, like I said, I want to see that Colby versus Usman fight. I want to see that happen. But, you know, if it doesn't get made or if something doesn't happen, then guess we just got to move on. I mean, move along. I mean, what, what do you want to do? People want to talk shit about, oh, it, it's a disrespect to the weight class. I'm just going to give you guys my opinion on it. I mean, it's not, it's, it's obviously, like I said, it, it's not, I don't want to see it be something like, oh, like, okay, Nate Diaz wins or George wins. And he's going to defend his belt. Obviously, in their mind, it's probably going to be defending their belt against whoever else they fight. But realistically, there's not going to be a BMF champion. I mean, there's no weight class for that. Both guys originally used to fight at 155 pounds, now fighting at 170 later on in their career. Nate doesn't want to cut weight. George doesn't want to cut weight. Too many big opportunities up at 170 pounds for them, either men to go back down to that kind of weight class. Um, but like I said, there's nothing else going on in the division. Everything else is hit, uh, tied up, really. Um, obviously, Leon Edwards, I don't think, has a fight or anything. But there's anything else. There's nothing exciting going on, obviously. Um, ben Askren returns. I mean, he was talked about in the mix between him, Kamaro, Colby. Obviously, Tyron Woodley's still in the mix, too. And, you know, he's looking for a fight. He's looking to come back. Um, potential rematch with Kamaro Usman would be something that would be cool to see him return back to. But, like I said, this is so log-jammed at 170 pounds right now that I'm not mad at this George versus um, Nate Diaz fight obviously like i'm not mad at it there's nothing else going on there's nothing exciting happening right now at 175 170 pounds and like i said this is a cool opportunity man this is something unique this is something i've never seen so it would be cool to see um see these guys contest that and i want to see what this belt looks like because dana said it's fifty thousand dollars this belt it costs fifty thousand dollars to design this belt so Excuse me, sorry. I was eating something. Um, so, like I said, I want to see this be a one-off thing, not like a consistent thing. And obviously, like I said, all this, me all the media doing publishing and um, making who should fight for the BMF belt next or having these polls and stuff. Like, I don't want to see none of that. Come on, man. I mean, obviously, there's weight classes for a reason and stuff. And, you know, when you don't have anything necessarily going on, I feel like it's fun to do stuff like this. I mean, I feel like it's a different form of entertainment. I think people are too negative when it comes to a lot of things about this stuff. Like, it's a fight game. It's the biggest fight promotion in the world. We're the family. We're the front runner of the top-tier mixed martial arts organizations in the world. So, I mean, the UFC does the most craziest shit, man. And putting together that Conor fight versus Floyd Mayweather. Um, the Khabib versus Connor fight. I mean, the Dolly and the Bus, all that shit's a UFC related shit. And I think they're like the top tier organization here. So, and them doing these things, I'm not surprised by them, and I'm not necessarily disappointed by them too. I mean, bringing Brock Lesnar in, the WWE superstar comes into MMA and wrecks shop, becomes a champion. He did that in the UFC. Um. And also, these are fan-friendly fights, fan-made fights, die-hard fan fights, favorite fights for fans, basically. So, I'm not going to put number four against number two or number three against number four. I mean, I mean all respects to Leon Edwards and, and anyone else I didn't mention and stuff, but 
these fights are exciting, man. They're obviously exciting, like super exciting, classic East Coast versus West Coast, and you know, just two badass dudes. I mean, Leon Edwards is a bad dude as well. I mean, very good fighter, very talented, you know, on a streak, hot streak, you know, top top tier contender. Definitely does have the skills to be an absolute world champion. And he's in the mix, too, for sure. I'm not saying that he's not in the mix. There's just other things that are trending in the direction of what's going to get the most people to watch. You know, people in this day and age, in this era of the UFC, it's entertainment and it's whatever is going to get the asses in the seats, what's going to sell the most, what's going to get the most numbers, what's going to generate the most revenue. That's what it's going to do when George and Nate Diaz fight eventually. So that will be good. I cannot wait for that one. 40 plus, day, a little bit over 40 days left before that fight happens. And I, I really can't wait to see what happens with that one. So, um, yep. So, obviously, like I said, uh, what's, let's take a quick look on what's next. Like I said, wasn't planning on being here for too long. But let's, I want to just quickly see what's next. You know, we can preview the um, the next trip the UFC has. Um, oh, there's there's nothing else. Uh, wait, I, I, just, I mean, like I haven't seen anything else yet. Let me just look real quick. Good morning, by the way, to everyone, wherever you are, East Coast, West Coast. Like I said, Kicking It With The King is available everywhere. Anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere you subscribe, anywhere you like to listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so forth. Let me see, UFC.com. Sorry, I'm eating something hella fucking hungry. Ignore my chewing. You won't hear that throughout this whole entire show. Um, okay. Up next is Whitaker versus Adesanya, which is in Australia. It's a pay-per-view card. Very exciting. Um, when is that? Saturday, October 5th. So that's in a few weeks. October 5th. Today's the 22nd. 1, 2, 3, 12 days. 12 days until uh, that fight happens. Excellent fight. Really interesting fight, really, um, and from a Styles point, and you know, obviously a fight that a lot of people have been looking forward to now. So, that's a huge fight for the middleweight division. Adesanya has been on fire. Obviously, Whitaker's as dangerous as ever in his absolute prime. He's looking to come back and and regain consistency. You know, after having unfortunate back to back, you know, injuries and and surgeries, and you know, keeping him out of the fight for so long. So. He'll be good. I'm praying to the MMA gods that everything everything falls together and, and we get to see more exciting fights. Like I said, after the, what happened in this main event, it kind of gets me a little nervous, but then it's like, you know, it happens. Freak accident. Some shit happens sometimes, but you can only wish for the best. So that fight's coming up. I can't wait for that one. And it should be good, man, definitely. Um, but like I said, I think that's it. That's all I really wanted to talk about today was, was that... And like I said, if they don't rematch, that would, that would be unfortunate too for Yair and Jeremy. But you know, if they continue to move forward with their careers and stuff, I I, I would be mad at that too. At the end of the day, can't sit and harp on something forever. But um, I do think obviously that they're both very talented, and you know, 
if it doesn't happen in three weeks or or you know doesn't get rescheduled then i would be a true bummer so i really definitely hope that that fight does get rescheduled it's an interesting fight i can't wait to see what happens with both these guys and whatever happens in the future you know i'll always be there and watch it definitely definitely feel for both guys i'm pretty sure these guys don't sign up just to have unfortunate results happen the way that it happened in that um in that form so like i said guys i thank you for joining me here on this um this short edition um ufc mexico city post show um, like i said it's the first time i did something like this directly after a fight night usually would have it featured in our next episodes and stuff we will have a new episode next week as well and then we will continue now if anything else new comes up within the next few days regarding this situation or any other big fight breakdowns or any, any other big fight news or anything anything else announced within the next few days we will definitely talk about that we definitely got more things um planned for the next episode like i said this is like um last week we did two episodes one on i think one on monday one on wednesday so uh that was good to have that and always looking to the future and looking for the future and can't wait to be back. We have a lot more shows coming, a lot more great things. And like I said, doing this post show and this edition was cool. It wasn't an episode of segments. It's not just a regular episode. It's just, you know, all my takes, all my information, everything that has to that has to do with fighting, you know, anything, all my information and all my content, it's all available here. Um, my link is in the bio on my Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow the show directly. I think there's one on Spotify because Instagram doesn't let me have my iTunes link for my podcast awkwardly. I don't know why. If I have that in there, they won't let me like pictures and shit on Instagram. They're saying it doesn't belong to me when it does. It's like the direct link to my very show. So I don't get yeah, how it doesn't belong to me. So you can find the link on my Instagram and on my Twitter. Um, my Instagram uh, at G the King MMA as well as Twitter at G the King MMA. Um, follow our podcast page at KWTK Pod on Instagram as well as Twitter, um, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez and so forth, guys. I appreciate you for joining me here on this very this good edition, uh, so UFC Mexico City post show edition, special edition episode of Kicking It With The King. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week.